coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Start over. I can't. So I'm here with the Doc. All right, John. How's it going, man? Um, there's no, there's no do-overs on on uh, YouTube. <clears throat> anyway, we are going to talk about something very interesting because this is one of the fastest growing podcasts in the whole world. That's what we think, anyway. But anyway, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about a couple things. Number one, the shoulder. Okay, a lot of people have shoulder injuries out there, guys. A lot of people have shoulder issues out there. I'm one of them. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about, as martial artists, which we are, and most of you guys are out there, what's worth dying for? And we're going to talk about that. So we got an interesting, Two couple of interesting. Big topics. Big. Big topics. Well, let's start out with the shoulder, John. Let's start with the shoulder. You know a lot of the shoulder now. I do. You've I been do. studying it lately. Yeah. This is what takes up a lot of my day, is uh, people coming in with shoulder pain into my office. So you right want to you want to you want to go over this? Do you want to tell no. them what the anatomy is? No, you go ahead. But I'll I'll go. I'll just tell you <laughs> right just here. Point this stuff. This is this is right here, the clavicle, <clears throat> and this this right here is the scapula. Show them how thin the it shoulder is. blade. Show them how thin the scapula. It's thin. It's like it could be used as an axe. It's very thin. It's a shoulder blade, or you know, it's the scapula as we call it. But it's a very flat bone, and it's basically the attachment site for. How many muscles, John? Um, I'll go with uh, 18. 17. So, ow! <laughs> oh! So close. Seven, maybe in your shoulder. <coughs> Probably. The so way it's my shoulder typically is. 17 muscles. So it's a lot of muscles attached to that one bone. And the interesting thing about the shoulder is your arm is connected to the rest of your body just through through this right here. So through your shoulder blade and your and your clavicle. So there's not much holding this on to your body. It's mostly held on by muscles. Um, but the shoulder blade floats on your back and over your rib cage, uh, and gives you, you know, a big portion of your motion when you when you raise your arm up. Uh, at least a third of your motion comes from your scapula just rotating. So going on in the anatomy, John, you know what that stuff is there? What does this cause right here? This is the the ouch right here. That seventy percent of all of all shoulder pain is breaking out the statistics. It, is because of this right here. Becoming, some people are too forward. Some people just don't train their shoulders. But right here, they call it impingement. In Ouch. Impingement. So that bone up on top here called your chromion, which is actually part of your scapula. Did you know that? If you follow your scapula here along the scapular spine, this bone right here is part of your scapula. Yeah, it's called your chromion. And so impingement is when you get pinching underneath your... The, the, your, the ball or the humeral head against the acromion underneath. So there's a lot of causes for that and a lot of thoughts about what causes that. But in my office, one of the most common things that causes shoulder pain is problems with your rotator cuff or related to impingement. So the rotator cuff are all those muscles that attach around the ball. Uh, there's four of them. And they can get pinched underneath the acromion at the top. So 
John, you have shoulder pain. I have extreme shoulder pain. And you've had shoulder pain for a long time, because I know <coughs> you had an MRI a long time ago. 2006, I hurt my shoulder. Um, well, to be honest, I had shoulder pain on my left side when I was fighting, um, because in martial arts, we stretch. When you think stretch, everybody thinks about their legs. They want to stretch their legs so they can kick higher, so it looks cooler. Um, I've never once thought of stretching my shoulders. When, when, when our instructor said stretch, I would try to do splits, do, you know, stretch your hamstrings, you know, and stuff like that. But nobody stretches their shoulders. So the shoulders get tight. And all that training martial artists do, we put a lot into our deltoids and our shoulders. So we kind of go forward a little bit. And that increases the... the, the the significance and, and the cause of the, of the uh, impingement. We don't stretch our shoulders. We, we're like this because we work them so much. We don't do a lot of overhead stuff. We do a lot of front, front deltoid, front shoulder work. And chest work, just pushing. And then we, become, we get like this. And that helps with the impingement. And if you get an injury and you're tight, not loose... You know, everything hurts that much more. And it becomes injured that much easier as opposed to if you're, if you're stretched out. What do you and, think about that? Yeah, and another thing we see a lot of is when you have an injury to the shoulder joint and the shoulder joint doesn't want to move normally, it makes your scapula have to make up the difference. Your scapula has to move more and rotate more on your back. And then all the muscles that attach to your scapula don't like that very much. And so people start getting muscle spasms up here in your trapezius. And musculature. So when you have shoulder pain, a lot of people secondarily get pain up on the top of the shoulder and these neck muscles up here. So a big part of it is stretching, but another big part of it is strengthening the muscles in your shoulder, the, the finer muscles. These rotator cuff muscles are much smaller than what you see, your deltoid, uh, that you see that you work on building up. These smaller muscles are very important to how your shoulder functions and keeps the ball centered in the socket. Uh, when the ball isn't centered in the socket, it rides up and pinches on this bone. So keeping those rotator cuff muscles strong, John, <coughs> through those exercises that I know I've seen you doing, those rotational exercises is really important. So rotator cuff strengthening is a good preventive measure for shoulder problems as well. Don't you think that instead of focusing on rotator the, the rotator cuff muscles, wouldn't it like... Instead of micromanaging or micro-working out muscles, kind of like CrossFit says, like they don't do the bicep ever because they say all your pull-ups are working the bicep. Wouldn't all like your, your rows and your, your pull-ups and, and your other um, shoulder exercises be working your, your rotator cuff, the finer muscles in your rotator cuffs? They, I, absolutely. I think they're a big part of it. And I think that's the way most people strengthen those muscles but i think it's different when you're talking about an injury and trying to recover from an right. injury versus how you train so those complex movements you do doing a leg press or doing a squat instead of doing leg extensions which right. just isolate your quads and aggravate your patella or your kneecap doing those those motions that are combined that use multiple muscles i agree <coughs> with that so okay yeah so for you guys that are training keep training but stretch your fucking shoulders i mean if worst gets if, if all it's you a got good name for a book stretch your fucking shoulders. <laughs> if worst gets worse, hang, hang, you know, grab a pole and just go all this way as far as you can. Then go all this way as you know as far as you can. 
and then put your hands on the ground and just stretch them out as far as you can. Stretch your shoulders. You can get a book. Go get a book. Go the only, on the only difference I'd have with that is stretching to the point where you're causing pain. I don't think you're doing yourself any benefit because you're causing more inflammation in your shoulder. Yeah. So it's better to rehab without right. the sharp pain. Soreness is probably one thing, but causing sharp pain when you're trying to rehab an injury is usually not productive. Well, I'm not talking about rehabbing. I'm talking about just in general, we should all stretch our shoulders better so we don't get injured. Yeah, and that's a big part of what we see in repetitive use injuries. If you take a baseball player that throws constantly and does an overhead throwing motion, they do get tightness in parts of their shoulder, and the main treatment for that is stretching it out. And now we've learned the main treatment to prevent these throwers or to help prevent these sores from getting shoulder problems, is to do the stretching preemptively, just like you're talking about. I wish someone would have told me that back in the day. That's one of the things, if I could go back and change things, that would be one of them. Don't ever cheat on my significant other. That would be one That's of them. That's number one? That's one number one, without a doubt. <laughs> okay. That is my number one regret in life, cheating on my significant others. I, I wish, if I could take one thing back... One choice away, that would be number one. I'm telling you, stretching my shoulders isn't that far behind them. Because I've had a lot of sh shoulder injuries, and I think they could have been alleviated or, or prevented if I stretched out my shoulders as much as I stretched out my legs. I've never really hurt my legs, my knees, my hamstrings. You know, I've never really got injuries there, per se. You know, little ones here and there, but nothing like my shoulders. And I think it's mainly, if not entirely, because I did not stretch my shoulders. So, number one, do not ever cheat on significant other. Don't. Number two, you guys, stretch your shoulders. And this is 60 years worth of experience telling you that. Those two things. Yeah. If, those if, are big. If nothing else. There are other things, too. But those are definitely two of them. I, I could change right now. I would do it in... I would change those two things. But anyway, so strengthen and strengthen, strengthen and, and stretch your shoulders to help, uh, not only to make them stronger, you'll hook harder and you won't hurt your shoulders as often. So stretch your shoulders and strengthen your shoulders. And don't only think pushing, there's also pulling. So every time you do pushing, do pulling. It doesn't have to be on the same day, but if you work your pushing muscles one week, do your pulling muscles the next week. Because they have to, if you're all pushing, you're going to bunch it up. Okay? So work those shoulders both ways. Yeah. So very important. And okay? I think a big part in training is, you know, this whole no pain, no gain philosophy. You know, you, you feel this way too about sparring, getting hit in the head. The no pain, no gain philosophy does not apply to when your joint is causing you pain. If your muscles are sore from working out, that's fine. If your joint is causing you sharp pain and you keep doing it anyway, you're going to end up in my office sooner rather than later. So I think avoiding painful exercises is actually important. <clears throat> yeah, there's a, there's a fine line there. There's um, a fine line, but I'm talking about joint pain. Right. But then there's some people... That every little thing they might you know every little pain like that's me di that's different yeah it's yeah. a you know it's a for you regular guys group. out there for, reg <laughs> for you regular I, I think guys uh, you know you know what I mean I think some people just try to ignore problems um, and they try to work through the pain and it typically gets worse 
Uh, that's a big part of what I do in my. I see it every day. Is you see someone that has an overuse injury, and they finally come in your office <coughs> when they've broken their leg. They have a stress fracture from running, and they just wouldn't stop running. It's the same applies whether it's your leg or your shoulder. Um, if you're training through the pain, you need to cross train uh, and try to let that part calm down or rehab it. So and stretch your shoulders before, as a preventative, stretch your shoulders. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> so this is the shoulder. Okay, number two, let's talk about, okay? If you guys have any comments here, leave them in our uh, comments, and we will answer them. And if it's specific to uh, sports medicine stuff, he'll answer it. If it's specific to martial arts, um, fitness, and, and, and or, or cheating, cheating on, your on your significant other. <laughs> but ask John. Oh, my God, please don't do that. That's, that's such a big rule in my gym. Yeah, I get involved in my guys. I get involved in my students, and that's one of the things. I tell my fight team, you cheat, you cheat on your significant other, you're off the team. I wish someone would have told me that. But I always had people like, oh, yeah, you're cool, man. You're fooling around. You're a stud, you know. And that, it, it was, it was, it's a terrible mentality. It's, it's, a, it's amoral, right, and it, and it lacks integrity. It just, it just does. It makes you, it makes you a douchebag. So anyway, do not cheat on your significant other. And if your your significant other cheats on you, kick her to the curb or kick him to the curb like that. That's like that's a no brainer. Boom! I don't want that anymore in my life. So anyway, okay. If you got any questions about that, let me know. Life coach, right here. Okay, Melvin Harris. What did he do wrong? I'll tell you what he did wrong. His daughter went into the bathroom at a convenience store like midnight. Is this a recent story? I don't know this story. Yeah. Um, well, it's recent-ish. I thought it was more recent, but I think it's recent because um, the court thing went back and forth, and I think he just got like eight years or something. So they go into a convenience store, right? And um, as um, and. Um, she goes into the bathroom, the woman's bathroom. It was labeled men and women. And when she came out, she told her dad that while she was in there, somebody jiggled on the door and it was a guy. Okay? And so... This is a convenience store? Yeah, it was a convenience okay. store. So the dad went up to the security guy, according to her, the, the daughter, during the interview. And, and I guess the security guy goes, yeah, he's done that before. Kind of fishy. Then why why isn't he kicked out if he's going into the woman's uh, bathroom? So the, the dad goes up to the guy outside. The guy's leaving now. So the dad follows him out. Told the security guard, shouldn't call the cops, but followed him out to the, 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 uh, out to the parking lot and proceeds to beat the shit out of him to death. He kills the guy out there. So it wasn't self-defense, obviously. The guy was leaving. The guy didn't touch the girl. He shook the door. For all the guy knew, that guy could have gone into the wrong bathroom. I've, I've like, walked into the wrong bathroom. Oh, shit, and gone, you know, left. Maybe this guy was high or stoned or drunk or something. And he walked into the wrong bathroom, and he shook the door. As soon as he found out I was locked, he stopped. He didn't try to get into the stall. He shook, shook the stall. So he could have been drunk. Who knows? So the dad follows him out into the parking lot. And I even read 
like people on the internet, yeah, somebody did that to my daughter, I go out there and kill him, yada, yada, yada. Then who's going to protect your daughter? You're going to jail. You're going to go to jail then. So now that daughter that you protected, who's getting, he, she won't have a father to protect her. He'll be, in, he'll be locked up in, in prison uh, with, a new, with a new wife slash cellmate. So it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. What, do you, what would you do? I'll, I'll tell you what I would do. Somebody went into my, my daughter's uh, stall or into the bathroom. My daughter was in there and she came out and told me I would approach the guy. I'd approach him and say, bro, why would you in, the, in, in there? And somebody said, you, you should hold him until the cops come, get there. Terrible advice. You never want to lay your hands on someone and restrict them from leaving. That's called false imprisonment. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You could video them, put them on a video and say, why'd you go in my, girl, in my daughter's bathroom? We're calling 911. Wait here for the cops. If the guy had nothing to hide, he'll say, all right, I'll wait here. And if he does, he'll leave. Do not try to stop him. Follow him if you can, right, with the camera going. But don't ever put your hands on someone unless it's self-defense. This was far from self-defense. It was, it was after the fact. <clears throat> it was completely after the fact, and Plus we don't even know what happened. The report that I read just now just said he was drunk. Okay. And he was trying to get in the bathroom. He didn't get in the bathroom, as far as I can tell. And then uh, maybe he had done it before, but the dad was clearly... In the wrong. Enraged, and he told the attendant at the gas station or whatever, that guy needs an ass beating, and I'm going to give it to him. And then he punched him and stomped on his head while he was on the ground, and he died. You never so stop that's anyone's not, so head. You're not defending anyone in that yeah. circumstance. And, 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 and to be honest, for anyone that says, oh, if this is my daughter, I'd do that, then you're stupid. Because you'll never be able to defend your daughter if she really needed it. You're not going to be, be able to support her, to see her go to the prom. You're not going to be able to do anything. You can't even intimidate the person she brings over that she's going to the prom with now. Because you're in prison with your new wife slash cellmate. He also torched his estranged wife's car. That was that came up in the trial. So the guy's not that. That's not something good, guys. Okay, and and for you know, I mean, the guy could have been drunk. He just walked into the wrong bathroom. It's not worth dying for. It's not worth killing for. It's not worth fighting for. And it's not worth going to prison for. Interesting. He was arrested 17 times, six of which were for violent crimes. Oh, my God. So, there you go. So, don't... How okay. did he only... He got manslaughter. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Wow. Manslaughter's, like, unintentional, right? I know. And he, he killed the guy on purpose. How does he bleed to manslaughter? Because it, it, it was a trade, or what do we call it? The, it was a plea, plea deal. A bargain. So it's easier for the DA just to make a deal and he doesn't have to go to court. Okay, I'll make you a deal. So he gets eight years, which will be out in four. He might, yeah. And that's, I mean, realize, guys, those are the kind of guys walking around in the street. Man, I could see how this article, though, people would just read the headline. Yeah, I know. And say, oh, good for him. He did it. He was a hero. He's not a hero. He's a fucking dipshit. He'll never, he'll never be able to protect his daughter. He killed some guy that probably walked into the wrong. You could have given closing arguments. He at the trial. I know he walked into the wrong bathroom, and he shook on the the he shook on the uh, the stall, and then he left. And that's your 
You're not a smart dad. You're not a good dad for doing that. You're not a good dad for that. Now you're not going to be able to raise your... By the time you get out of prison, your daughter's going to be in her 20s with her own kids. Video it and call 911. Not call 911, video it and approach the guy. Don't lay your hands on him. And if he comes at you, drop your camera and go. Protect yourself, yes. Go after him, no. And let me tell you something. If it did turn into a fight and you did hit him and knock him to the ground, okay, video that. Or have a witness, like, watch that. And, and But don't stomp on his head unless he has a gun or something. You don't stomp on his head. That looks terrible in court, guys. Can you the, the DA will have a field day with you, especially if you're a martial artist like most of my guys are. Most of the people that watch our show or listen to our show are martial artists. The the DA loves martial artists because they 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 talk about you know they have they have deadly weapons for fists and all that shit. Don't get into fights. What's worth dying for? That's what you. Well, you that, have to the, think. this scenario is extreme because no one's going to do what this guy did unless you're a career criminal. This guy did something most people would not. Right, but this is not a reasonable response to what happened. It's more so, reasonable than you think. There are a lot no, of I hotheads mean, that you go... You could say the guy raped his daughter and then came out and was no longer a threat and the guy killed him. You probably yeah. have a lot of people on your side. And you, you might get off for, you know, a but crime of passion. But if he did nothing, he jiggled the door or tried to get into the, the bathroom, no one's going to be on this but guy's when side. I, no, bull, bull. I, I was on this. So, I, these I, are only people that read the headline, though. Yeah. Who would, if you read the story, what this guy did, but some people, some was, people, some people don't, don't go past the headline. Even if they read it, all they're thinking about is the headline. Thinking it's clickbait. I'm gonna man. If that was my daughter, man, I'd kill the guy. Yo, I'll kill the guy. Then you go into prison, and you'll be somebody's wife. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it's a terrible, terrible uh, way to think. And every 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 time anything happens, anything happens in the street, anything, you always have to think: Is this worth dying for? Is this worth killing for? Is this worth going to prison for? Okay. Is it worth any of those? So if the answer to those three are no, then it's not worth fighting for. So here's a more typical example. You're at a bar, and you get into some altercation <laughs> in the bar, misunderstanding, and the guy says, let's take this outside. There's something that happens. There, there is. Okay. What do you do with that? <clears throat> then, okay, so somebody says, are you, let's step outside. That, and that's I, something that... And I've had that happen. I'll, I'll admit that. But... Let me tell you, hindsight, right now, I would say, if someone says, let's go outside, so you think, is this worth dying for? Is it worth killing for? Is it worth going to prison for? And if, if you answer no to any of those three questions, then it's not worth fighting for. Because if you go outside and fight, you might kill them, you might die, and you might go to prison. You might end up in a hospital, in a nursing home, with a tracheostomy. And a feeding tube, and diapers, and a Filipino nurse that's overworked and underpaid. Not a good sign. Nursing homes, it's not good. You're going to have a tracheostomy with a blow-by mist, and they got to suction out. You pseudomonas. You do not want to get pseudomonas, guys. It stinks. Pseudomonas is a gram-negative bacteria that grows inside of your lungs when you have the tracheostomy. Well, you don't know how true what you just said is because my yeah. time spent in neurosurgery when I was in training, 
About 50%. The plan, this was the plan. You'd go on rounds in the neurosurgical ICU, and you'd go and go bed to bed, neurosurgery ICU (laughs) rounds, trauma center. Here's the plan, bed one, peg and a trach and go to rehab. That's a peg and a peg and trach. That's a feeding tube, a breathing tube, go to rehab. This guy he can't breathe for himself. He can't eat for himself. Uh, why, why do they why do go they, to rehab? Next bed. What's the plan? Peg and a trach and go to rehab. Rehab for in LA. It was Rancho. So it was peg and a trach and go to Rancho. That was the plan for half of the people. And what and how are a lot of those people going to die? Neurosurgery. And a lot of people those get, uh, are going to die. Two reasons. Number one, it's not these Filipino nurses' fault. They're very hardworking. But they but they can only turn you so many times. And if you don't turn them enough, not only do they get bed sores, their kidneys start failing. And if the the, the respiratory therapist who might be on a re just got out of rehab and he forgot to take his make his rounds so he didn't get to suction you every four hours, now you're gonna get pseudomonas, which is a terrible, terrible pneumonia, and it could kill you. You can die of that. So stay stay I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, getting a fight. So <laughs> stay out of getting fights. My, my question: Someone says, "Let's take this outside." You know, they act. They, they. Uh, you know, they're. In, you're in the bar. They pinch Heather's butt, and she slaps yeah. him. Yeah. Now, so where are we at, John? What are you doing next? If someone slapped, if someone slapped her, uh, no, no, grabbed she, her butt, yeah. right, and she there slapped him. Yep. <clears throat> that is not worth dying for. Not worth going to prison for. So no, it's not worth fighting for. I'm not. You know, it's not. It's not worth killing for. Now, if somebody was attacking her, physically attacking her, right then, yeah, it's worth it's worth it's worth fighting for. It's worth going to prison or dying or killing if somebody's physically attacking one of my family members or one of my close friends. Or you think they're about to? Yes, but not if they just pinch your ass. Then, you know, then then I, that's something you know. I would talk about their mom. I would fucking berate them. I would fucking try to get them to attack me. But I'm not going to attack them for doing that because then, check this out. Then, they oh, they pinch your wife's ass. You're going to beat them up. But guess what? Then you're going to either end up in, in a nursing home, right, or dead. Or you killed the guy, so you're going to go to prison. Any of those three, right, any of those three, three, three scenarios right there, that wife that you're protecting because somebody grabbed her butt, she's going to be fucking someone else. Because you're in prison, you're dead, or you're in a coma. So now that wife that you went and protected, she's going to be with someone else. It's not worth it. That's a dark view of the world. (laughs) But it's so true. It is so true. So this way you can be with her. You save face, right? So you say some terrible things to the guy, right? Give him your card. Invite him to the gym. Say, I'm going to fight you at the gym. Here's my card. Make him sign a waiver. Take him to a martial arts gym. Bring him to the pit. Beat the shit out of him then in front of your wife. Then you'll get laid. Everything will be happy. She'll look at you with these new eyes like, oh, he's my man. But if you if she pin, if they pinch your butt and you beat the guy up in the bar, you're going to jail. You think she's going to wait for you while you're in prison? No. They do not wait for you if you go to prison. They hook up with a neighbor or somebody they met at the grocery store or some shit like that. It is stupid. Even if the two people want to go outside and fight and whatever, have a fair fight or whatever, someone ends up hitting their head on the concrete. This is something I saw a lot, you know, at a trauma center is someone gets hurt and maybe they weren't planning on hurting someone that bad. But if you get in a fist fight and someone goes up, gets knocked out and hits their head on the ground, they're not in a cage. 
There's no mat. There's no referee. There's no referee. There's no, you know, there's no referee. There's no doctor if, right there. If somebody threat more what, importantly, if someone challenges <laughs> you to a fight, yeah, but what, what, neurosurgeon <laughs> or a ER doc. The referee actually is probably more important. He could stop it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just it, if somebody if somebody challenges you to a fight, right? The best way you can save face. Without without going to prison, dying, or or uh, ending up in a coma, is just say yeah, let's go to the gym, let's go fucking go at it. You're not gonna get sued if you go to a martial arts gym, a boxing gym, or something like that, and then fucking go at it, beat the shit out of them. People don't. Have you ever heard of anybody suing one of their opponents in a ring or a cage? People no, people, people have been died. killed. People have died in the ring. Has that ever happened? No. A boxer. They don't get sued, sued because it's. It's an assumed risk. That's amazing. Assumed risk. So take yeah, them into a ring. It doesn't matter. If Kill it's them there risk. if you want. It doesn't matter because it's it's the guy's dead. It's his family that ends up. Right, but the but but the judge is going to say, why why are you suing us? He went in there. It's an assumed risk that he's going to get the shit kicked out. They may have been sued, but I don't know if anyone's ever won. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway. This is kind of a, is that's what that's what you should think. Those three things right there. If you ever want to fight someone, right, in the street, you just gotta think of those three things. Okay? Is it worth dying for? Is it worth killing for? Or is it even worth going into a into a rehab center with a in a coma? Is that worth it? And if if you answer no to any of those three questions, then do not fight. Don't fight, guys. It's not worth it. What do you think? No, it's interesting. <laughs> I typed that into Google. The first result is uh, a boxer's family that sued the ringside physician for $50 million because he didn't stop the fight. And then he ended up in a coma. Yeah. So, okay. So, but there's never been a fighter or a fighter's family that sued another family. I mean, sued the fighter for doing it. So, if somebody challenges you to fight, just say, yeah, let's go to the gym. Here, here's my card. Or meet him at a gym. Make him sign a waiver. Okay? And then go at it. Beat the shit out of him. They pinched your wife's ass. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah? Beat the shit out of him. But in the street, there's no, there's no upside to it. You're either going to go to jail, rehab with a head trauma... Or you're gonna, or you're gonna, uh, or you're gonna die. You're going to the cemetery, and in any of those three scenarios, right? That wife that you're protecting will will be with someone else. Nobody is gonna wait. I'm telling you right now. If you're in a, if you're in a fucking coma and you got a tracheostomy, no wife is gonna wait for you. She'll be hooking up with the first guy she meets at the grocery store. I'm telling you right now. She'll hook up with a yoga instructor. Okay, they'll even scrape the bottom that way. Okay, or if you end up in, in, in prison, or if you end up dead, your wife's not going to wait for you if you're in prison. She's not, I'm telling you. She's just not. So that wife that you're protecting because someone pinched her ass, now everybody's going to be pinching her ass, and she's going to be liking it. So, bang, stay out of prison, guys. Don't get in fights in the street. It's stupid, and it's not worth it. Couples therapy? What do you think? What do you need? John, till next time, man. <laughs> Take it easy. Hey.